Give a little time for the child within you. Don't be afraid to be young and free. Undo the locks and throw away the keys and take off your shoes and socks and run you. I'm Jesse Thorne, America's radio sweetheart. And I'm Jordan Morris, boy detective. And this is Jordan, Jesse, go! This week on Jordan Jesse Go, we'll talk about Hanson, Canada's unearned reputation for kindness, and more with the Sklar Brothers. Let's go. It's Jordan Jesse Go. I am Jesse Thorne, America's radio sweetheart. Jordan Morris, boy detective. Jordan, what is your? What are you doing with your microphone today? Your microphone is literally like a foot off to the side. It's like uh, I'm trying to have a signature style with my microphone. Is you know, like everybody, mic- everybody has like you know all the greats, all the great microphone wielders. This uh, is sort of you're, like you're... Steven Tyler's tying scarves yeah, to his exactly. microphone. Uh, this and this is me. I have it at a weird angle. Okay, fair enough, Jordan. I'm not gonna look. I'm not here to correct you, tell you what you're doing wrong. Um, you know, that's the listener's job. Sure. Um, you should be supportive. Yeah, I try and support you whenever I can, you know. Um, Jordan, Jesse, go. Uh, uh, we have some wonderful guests here today. Uh, old favorites. It has been literally, Jordan, years since these guys have mm-hmm. been here. I think we're looking at two years, maybe, since the last time they were on the program, which is too bad because... Too long. That's that's the, too long. These are two of the most popular guests we've ever had on the program. Mm-hmm. Uh, this, the Sklar brothers, Randy and Jason. Gentlemen, welcome to the show. Jordan, Jesse. Thank you. Thank you. Oh, he's, he's, not here, he's not here to start no trouble. No. He's just, which I never understood that from the Super Bowl shuffle, the 1985 <laughs> Chicago Bears. We're not here to start no trouble. So were you there to start trouble, or were you The there, double negative makes it hard to Were you there to not start trouble... <laughs> Are you? They're just here to do the Super Bowl shuffle, also, so they kind of were like, "We're going to start some trouble, some trouble, but not a lot and, of trouble." And could the trouble be born out of the Super Bowl shuffle? Here's I never the other. Understood. Here's the secondary question. You can cramp, you can cramp up. up there are so stretch, many questions. You don't so, stretch appropriately. Are they cramp are, up? My other question is: Are they there to do a dance? Or play a football game. Neither. Neither. They were there to do neither. They were there to not start trouble. Their rap, <laughs> I would say their rap was so bad it was offensive to black people. <laughs> I, would say, I would say their rap was so bad it was offensive to uh, hel- uh, to smoothies by the transitive property of healthy wrap sandwiches. By their connection to healthy wrap sandwiches. The connection to healthy wrap sandwiches. The fact that those see. those two things are often sold at All the same together. store. I like that you're at a okay. weird angle. Yeah. I, w- I want to call you weird angle, weird angle Yankovic. <laughs> <laughs> if I could, oh, your weird point. angle Yankovic over there. Can I say? I'm something? just like, hey, 36 degrees. Mm-hmm. That's um, a weird angle. I said it in kind of a weird way. That was. I something really important and uh, very weird Al Yankovic related happened to me yesterday, which is someone sent me uh, a music video for a new song by the band Hanson. Sure. Um, Still doing Jesus-related music. Uh, are you guys familiar? Are they, are, with I didn't know Hansen? they were. I didn't know Hansen. I, I mean, just, I could see. Whenever how they I would see, be. whenever someone goes into the wilderness and they were childhood stars, I'm always like, they found Jesus. They're, coming, they're coming back with the Lord. Coming back with the Lord. Apparently, here's the thing about Hansen because um, uh, our, our friend Andrew WK was on the show. What, Love was, Andrew couple, WK. Couple was he years bleeding? ago, was he bleeding when he was on the he show? He was not bleeding. He was <laughs> he was effusive, full mm-hmm. of love, wearing and, white. Uh, he was wearing a khaki, plain khaki baseball cap. Right. Um, that's it. And Nothing like a else. polo shirt. That's it. 
Um, the, the khaki baseball cap is definitely a weird accoutrement to like be like, oh yeah, it's, he dresses. Who, like, who are you rooting for? Uh, Desert Shield, the Gap, <laughs> Desert Shield, the precursor to Desert Storm. He does collect. He does collect following. Desert Storm trading cards. Yeah, exactly. Uh, by Tops, mm-hmm. yes, sure, the Tops Company. Sure. Love it. Um, uh, Andrew WK was on the show Norman a couple years Schwarzkopf ago. Rookie card. <laughs> he told us. Anyway. I've got a I've got a Colin Powell future stars. <laughs> nice. Um, uh, foil pack? <laughs> yeah, maybe. No. Yeah. This is pretty foil. We're talking wax pack. I've wax got a pack. Don Rumsfeld in action. <laughs> you know what I mean? Where he's where he's denying something. Where he's literally suppressing a memo. I <laughs> <laughs> I um uh, Andrew WK told us that he when he was on our show, he had just come back from this thing that apparently Hansen do every year. And it's sort of like a songwriting fantasy camp, mm-hmm. but it's not a fant like it's for fa- famous songwriters mm-hmm. um, only. It's not a thing where you know you can go to write a song with Jackson Brown or whatever. Right? No, it's Hanson. It's it's Hanson <laughs> and all these other f- like famous and accomplished songwriters, songwriters and musicians. And they go for, like, I don't know, it's like four days in whatever Hanson's home base is, you know, uh, Cheyenne, Wyoming. Yeah, Uh, yeah. (laughs) Indianapolis, Indiana. Sure. And just there, great, great city. They have a studio complex there. Right. And they basically, like, everybody says what instruments they play. Mm -hmm. And then they, like, mix up and form new bands and groups. Super groups each day. Super groups, yeah. Well, you got your if you if you've got Taylor Hansen on vocals and Andrew WK on piano, you're looking at a. So WK went to this fantasy. So Andrew camp. WK went to this, and not only did he say, I mean, to be honest, there's not a lot of things that Andrew WK is down on. Um, I, I wouldn't expect him to. be Besides, down maybe being down on things, right. right? He's definitely down on being down on things. Um, not partying. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, not giving your mom a hug sure. is probably something Andrew WK would be against. Sure. Giving 90%. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> He's down on that. Um, uh, but uh, what Andrew told us was, A, that the uh, Hanson guys are not only uh, exceptionally talented musicians and sure. songwriters, which sure. I think w- everybody was on board with that because they, you know, they wrote all those hit records when they were 16. You write a lyric like, mm, And by all those mm, hit Bob. records, you mean one. Yeah. <laughs> they made all those hit records. And the song Mbop and Mbop remix. Yeah, no, they they are widely recognized as being right, good, they're, music, they're, good they're musicians, skilled musicians, sure, but right. also really, really nice guys, really decent fellas, and also that he that this was like a really amazing experience for him awesome. to go and write. I don't remember it was like him and you know the guitarist from Slayer and like Burt Bacharach and sure. Taylor Hansen or Which something is like that. A group that Bernie Taupin, Bernie. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, Towns Van Zandt. He had he had Holland and Holland, but not Dozier in his group. <laughs> nice. Dozier right. was in a Dozier different group. Went so. Over the other way, Oates, um, Oates did a keynote from Holland Oates. <laughs> and uh, so anyway, this there's this new Hanson video, and not only is it, I, I feel like I'm really confused about my identity because generally I don't enjoy what we would call the music of the whites. Mm-hmm. Sure, um, it's just not my thing. Uh, I can respect it, but I don't intend to enjoy it. Sure. Um, but uh, number one, this rock and roll tune they've penned uh, is just exceedingly pleasant. Are you serious? Yes. It is What's the name of the song? What is the name of the song? It's called, um, 
gosh, it's uh, it's escaping my mind. It's called uh, uh, Not Thinking About You or can something like that. Can we find this on the YouTube? Oh, so... you can absolutely find it on the YouTube. Okay, you great. can find it on MaximumFun.org because I posted the video. So the, the number okay. one. Okay. All right, good. I number one, that. exceedingly pleasant song. Sure, sure. Uh, it's got some horns, which I know you'll enjoy, Jordan. Oh, sure. You're a horny type guy. Yeah. 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 <laughs> I Just to clarify, I, I don't feel sexual. I'm actually a eunuch. <laughs> but but I like horns. a good brass section. <laughs> right. The, the Tijuana brass is my Tijuana favorite brass. Or Wait, the, uh, well, I'm the, warning the you, by the way. It's a music power. for eunuchs. You get into this. This is a gate. Hanson is a gateway band. Really? Like, you'll start here. A week later, you'll be into Nickelback. It's going to be a horrible <laughs> right. downward spiral for you. you. Sure. I kind of think that there's Sugar Ray. If Hanson, if Hanson is a gateway band, it may be a gateway band to like Fish or something like that. No, like I may, no. I may start to, I may start to like. I would no, go Hanson and then Dave Matthews and then no, Fish. No, I think you're going on the wrong trajectory. Yeah, yeah, I think that's like it's roots. The wrong, no, I, I think no, it's no. roots. Roots rock with a lot of musicianship, where I start talking about musicianship too much. Right, Jack exactly. Johnson, who we've argued, Jack Johnson. Jack but, Johnson, maybe his biggest flaw is that he's a little too prolific. You know what I mean? I would like, <laughs> like slow, dial it down. Put a few down. Put a few of those songs in the closet for a while. Buddy. You don't need to come up with an album. Every, and just because you can sing hours. in flip flops doesn't make you uh, casual. It doesn't mean you. Should sing. Yeah, it actually, does the it, fact that he's singing in flip flops actually makes me more nervous. And tense. I'm like, he's gonna, someone's gonna drop an amp on his foot. <laughs> he's gonna it's get electrocuted. Un- it's unsafe. It's Is he really, grounded? I don't yeah, know if he's actually it's, grounded. It's unsafe. Well, I mean, he's mostly on a beach. Uh, hermit crab attacks are <laughs> a concern. You, you've got an exposed foot if you're at a campfire. A, a, Sure. An ember a spray, or a spark, a, a stray ember. You, you could definitely any, get a burn. At any moment, there could be a photograph of uh, Jack Johnson with a big sort of explosion caption that says, Owie! Exactly. Exclamation mark. That's right. And that's his new album. This Hanson <laughs> video is, not only is it an exceptionally pleasant song. Sure, it's a great video, I'm sure. It's a great video. Right. This video is, uh, the premise of the video is, I'm sure you guys have seen the film The Blues Brothers. Sure. Um, so he, are, are you talking about The Blues Brothers 2000. No, no, there was one <laughs> yes. before that. There was one before. There was that. one before the Blue Brothers. I thought it was just about two just guys a kid and, a and kid John Goodman and sunglasses. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, no, it's it's Blues Brothers 2000 I'm talking about. Oh, okay, what good. I like about Blues Brothers 2000 is they thought, you know what, what, the, what this movie, what, what the first uh, was widely lacking. enjoyed movie needs? Yeah. A kid, That's but right. then they thought and a black guy. They couldn't decide yeah. between whether they should add a black guy or a kid. I mean, they so could they have either added a, a black guy and they a kid. They a black guy or a talking dog. That's right. Yeah. That was like... They literally could have done all three in one if they just would have hired Will Smith's son. Uh, <laughs> they're like, you're lucky we didn't include a CGI baby. No, right that's... There. I would have gone for that. I love that they're like, we're going to make a timeless classic and call it the Blues Brothers 2000. <laughs> yeah, right. This won't get anarchic at all. Um, in the original... Archaic, I, archaic, I don't know if you... Anarchic. I don't remember... It, it was a little anarchic. <laughs> it was a little anarchic. <laughs> um, Did the plot revolve around uh, poisonous pagers? Uh, <laughs> like poison it was pages. literally like it was about MySpace. It was about MySpace. <laughs> this will like, live forever. Laser disc. Um, uh, you guys remember Ray Charles was uh, featured in the original Bruce, Blues Blues sure, Brothers as the sure, proprietor right. of Ray's Music Exchange. Right. <laughs> shake your tail feather, and he did this shake your tail feather. Uh-huh. So what the video is is a recreation of that dance number from the Blues Brothers. Amazing, People, yeah, it's great with this R and B flavored roots rock song, or mm-hmm, you know, and mm-hmm. uh, uh, it's delightful. Mm-hmm. And not only that. Uh, Weird Al Yankovic is in this video, and the fact of the matter is, 
love Weird Al. If you dislike Weird Al Yankovic, I it's don't. just because you're a jerk. Right? Like, you're he's, just a jerk. He is. You're a hater. He's a. He is amazing. Like, not only are his songs spot on, and you may not. You may. Here's what I would say: You could not like song parodies, and if right. that's the case, you're never going to like Weird Al. Right. But if you are the a fan of someone doing something extremely well, okay, right. he is a the, craftsman. He's the absolute best at. Not only does he have a great voice, he writes really funny lyrics. He nails the songs. He's spot on. I was like cruising around YouTube the other day. And Think of Fat. Think of that fat, song. But no, no, no. I heard his uh, Don't Want to Be a Canadian Idiot, which was like right. the American Idiot takeoff of right. the Green Day song. He nailed it. It was so funny. Yeah. I, I honestly have a lot of respect for him. And, and really, actually now, he's kind of started to tra- traverse into alternative comedy right, circles. Yeah. like. You know, we did uh, Scott, our buddy Scott Ackerman, who runs CDR. Uh, he's had him on his radio show, and he's like starting to wind up. We saw on, him like, at that night of 140 tweets. Weird Al sure, was hanging absolutely. out there. He's yeah. just—I uh, awesome. love that he's sort of connecting with that. So he's like kind of getting some street cred within the sort of the comedy snob generation. And and, it's cool. and what I like about the Weird Al's cameo in this video, and I, I, I is that Weird Al is just in the video. Playing the tambourine. Uh-huh. <laughs> Not they as much. Number one, I think what happened is the Hanson guys were like, hey, we're by all accounts some really sweet guys. Sure. Like just nice fellas uh, who just love music and having fun. We okay? do a fantasy camp for Christ's sake. Exactly. And then Weird Al is like, hey, guess who I am? I'm also, a by all accounts, guy. exactly, a guy who loves making music and having fun. And they were like, hey, Weird. Do you want to be in our video? Uh-huh. He said, How, "Here's a tambourine. And he Rock said, out." I love it. I love it. I think Weird Al should have a parody fantasy camp. <laughs> Just it's like a parody, <laughs> of, parody of fantasy of a, of a camp. Yeah, man. I, I I wish I could remember what they were because I'm sure that they're hilarious and dated. But I definitely remember a time in junior high thinking of trying to think of song parody ideas with the intent of mailing them to Weird Al. That's awesome. Like, that's definitely something I did. I wish I could remember them. Uh, I, I wish you could, too. You that have would have been 30 right. minutes. So <laughs> I will be, be, He's going to be incredibly silent for the rest of this thing. Something, like, probably something about Cypress Hills, Insane in the Membrane. Sure, nice. <laughs> sure, sure. It's great. Insane uh, in the Brain. Here's the thing I, I would like to know about Hanson. Mm-hmm. Is that they are, if I'm not mistaken, Hanson's not something that gets played on the like top forty radio these not days. Not anymore. No, I don't think not so. anymore. No. And this but video I is. Do, I think they do have a following though. I think that's what leads me to suggest they're maybe a little bit Dave Matthews. Yeah, but I'm I'm wondering who this following is because I, I remember the the height of Hanson fame. Sure. Y- you know the Mbop days. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, Drummer was eight. Sure. Right. Um, I, I, you know, the the Hanson fan was, you know, every kid, girl, twelve, twelve and year old, yeah, right. yeah, exactly. Uh, you know, the the same, the the Jonas Brothers crowd. Justin, today. I would, say, go, I would say it? Justin Bieber. There, sure, there was a girl at my Bieber-esque. high school. I, I remember there was a girl at my high school, and this is Hanson Umbop happened when I was like eleven. Sure, right. and there was a girl at my high school. I was maybe a, a sophomore, or junior of in high school, mm-hmm. uh, and this girl was a freshman in high school, fourteen years old, uh, literally. Three years after Hanson broke big. Still a fan. Still way into Hanson. Still wearing Still Hansen. listening to the Hanson Christmas album in months other than December. Right, which maybe it's maybe she was having her own Christmas in July sale. Yeah. <laughs> so so always... was it just uh is it just the current Hanson fans are just 
you know, the people who have stuck with them, or do they occupy do they a different cultural space? I don't know. With Bieber, like, I see Bieber as like a... How do you see the Biebs? The Biebs, I see as the third indigo girl, because he is a little lesbian. <laughs> he does have a lesbian haircut. He really does. Any way you slice that Any up. way you slice that he's haircut what, up. He's really... I think he... We, one of his great innovations um, musically is the horizontality of his haircut. Oh, yeah. I think there have been people with somewhat horizontal haircuts, but his is fully horizontal. It sort of looks like if you took a single uh, piece of string and wrapped it around a tennis ball, starting at the the center line and then going all the way up to the very top, like that's that's, that's essentially, essentially what, his head. He's his, got like a side trump. <laughs> he does. It's not like an over the top trump, but it's it is side, taking a few pieces. And his hair is like a. You know what? It's almost like is a three hundred sixty degree trump. That's right. It's like he, a circular. He trump. is trumped trump. I, he literally <laughs> his hair is so horizontal it's prostrate. This is the kid that Usher molests, right? <laughs> yeah. This is the kid that Usher you know, has taken under his, his wing. wing. He has ushered in a new era. I have to say that um, molestation. I have to mm-hmm. say that as long as I'm as long as I'm admitting to these things, I watched the uh, Saturday Night Live with Justin Bieber. Watched uh-huh. it too. Uh, I had not seen Justin Bieber perform. I did not wasn't familiar with his music at all. I'm familiar with the music of Usher. Certainly, are you? Are, are you familiar? I know. I know about Usher. Sure. Are you familiar with computers? Then you'll be familiar with Justin Bieber. <laughs> yeah. It's like go, go rent the I'm movie. Go rent the, the movie man. Short Circuit too. If I that robot a... sings it all in there. You've got it. <laughs> I, I was aware. I was aware of him in it, but but um, uh, you know what. Uh, I got nothing against him. Sure, found his song uh, reasonably pleasant. I don't. I don't like um, w- the one thing I didn't like about his song is I don't like an R and B song where in the guitar they bring in in the in the chorus they bring in a shitty rock guitar <clears throat> yep. to make sure that white people know it's okay for them to buy this record. You can That's buy it too. They get a little something from everybody, and like you know maybe a little banjo in there to let the country <laughs> yeah. folk know. Just I mean, a little me, fiddle break. Do you remember at the Emmy at the at the <laughs> we Grammys, need something for the Zydeco crowd <laughs> <right>. washboard? <laughs> Somebody get those little like the thing playing on the, some spoons. The outro's uh, got a dobro, folks. <laughs> just show NASCAR behind him. <laughs> Bieber at the at the Grammys this past year. I remember. Like Jamie Foxx did his, it's all about the a- 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 alcohol thing, and like yeah. T Pain came in, and he was on a vocorder, and T Pain was on vocalizer, the vocalizer. I think it's called a vocorder. 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 So he's on all these like there's all these computerized voices and stuff, and it just was like pow, and there were all these like hot women. Wow. It was like everybody, the energy was so high. Ron and Howard's the crowd out was there going on his way Ron, to the club. He insane, and then. It cut to Bieber, who had to like introduce and present the next award. And I swear to God, the look of fear in his eyes—it looked like <laughs> it looked like he had been raped by a vocorder. I swear to God, he was just kind of standing there with just like the the look of fear in his eyes. Probably somebody tricked him into drinking some codeine cough syrup. Hello, perhaps. I, you know, frankly, I would take uh, I would take Bieber over uh, Jamie Fox uh, just eight ways till Sunday. Really, that's not an expression, but um, it should. Be. I would take him over Jamie Fox any given Sunday. <laughs> <laughs> um, I I just uh, Jamie Foxx's music is so f- and I and let's be clear I enjoy R and B music. Sure, you I mean, love uh, the music of the R and B, and you and you clearly, love the movie Stealth. <laughs> are you sure. are you a Lee Fields fan? Um, uh, I'm not familiar with Lee Fields. Do okay. I need to be? 
Yeah, do you know, you know Sharon Jones and the Dap Kings? Yeah, sure, okay. sure. So Lee Field sings a song, a duet with Sharon Jones called Stranded in Your Love, I believe is the name uh-huh. of the song. Phenomenal song. And then he is kind of on his own. He's like a modern day he's also, James Brown. He's almost. in this he's in this sort of this sort of Dap Tones yes, Dap Kings. It's, it's, like, it's this very much like we're making music right now that sounds like it was made in 1972. So he's kind of like James Brown and Al Green and all, but he's got his own thing going on. And it's just he's amazing. If you like the R and B, you would love. Uh, he, he's he's a like a black Justin Bieber. I, okay, well, sounds great. I'm in. Uh, we'll, we'll be back in just a second. With Jordan, Jesse, go. It's Jordan Jesse Go. I'm Jesse Thorne, America's radio sweetheart. Jordan Morris, boy detective. Randy Sklar. And Jason Sklar. The Sklar guys. <laughs> oh, that man. was just like we Sklar really talk. Known Sklar the world talk. over as the Sklar guys. <laughs> we do Sklar talk. <laughs> Everybody knows the Sklar guys. Anybody has a question about the Sklars, we will answer that in a way that is very, <laughs> very relatable to you. Tick and tack. Tick and tack. The Sklar talk. <laughs> Sklar talk. Every, every Sunday on my local public radio That's right. station. That's right. What's amazing is you guys aren't just funny. You also know Literally everything about Sklar's. We right. know almost we, everything there is to know about And we about try Sklar's. and package that information in a palatable way that people can understand. Can yeah. you guys just read some blonde jokes you printed off the internet? <laughs> sure. That is... That, that's, yes. That's kind of where we go with it. Uh, that's where every show goes at one point. When you... And I, I, I want to be clear that I, I, enjoy, I enjoy car talk and you have do. nothing against it. But when... <laughs> but here's some things I have against <laughs> it. Anytime here you here's a long list. Anytime you start but, with that sort of a compliment, you when, know it's going to get trashed. It comes the hammer. They, but when they read the, the jokes from the internet, do you ever find yourself thinking like, what leads them to believe they're allowed to do this? Well, Paul F. Paul F. Tompkins once said on stage, and this is a friend of ours and a great comic. He once said, uh, "You know, people in America don't like we get so when the whole Carlos Mencia thing happened, and everybody was like, oh, he's stealing jokes from.' Uh, and Joe know, Rogan Joe, called him Joe out on stage. Out on it. Like, it was like that was a big, big deal. deal for comics, and right? It was yeah, a big deal. sure. Because we're like, I oh, call the guy out because all we have is. And our, also, Joe Rogan knows karate, so he can had an element of danger. Jiu, jiu- Jitsu, which as Jews we have to appreciate. But like, he <laughs> literally got Jew in the name. He literally, <laughs> but like for us, it was a big deal because as comics, we understand that you're, you know, you're, all you own is your stuff and, and your someone, idea. And if someone bigger than you takes it and does it on a show, that's why people, you know, for were, years were angry at Robin, Robin Williams, Williams or wouldn't do their material when he was in the room. All right, so it's a can big deal. I, can for I us, say but, one thing? Sure. Yes. Did you guys know that Jiu Jitsu was invented by? Chaim Jitsu. Yeah, yes, I did. I did, I did okay. know that because he was just going to call it Jitsu, and then they're like, "Well, they're hey, like, who's Jitsu? Is this?" And they're like, <laughs> and it's then the he, Jews. Uh, he it's later the Jews. had some success with some bees, didn't he? A brand of bees. <laughs> he a did. Jew, Jew bees. <laughs> nah, uh, uh, let's talk about candied bees. I love that. A candied bee. Candied bees. That was one from Weird Angle Yankovic. Weird Angle Yankovic throwing them. Ninety-eight degrees, everybody. Weird Angle. He's throwing it from a 68-degree angle over there. So uh, anyway, the point is that, like, America doesn't care. Like, America will – like, if you, your uncle who's not into comedy will take a joke that he read off the internet and say it and not give any credit to anybody. Right. Like, say it like it's his joke. Or people will right. hear something on TV on Conan or whatever and then turn around and say it as if they came up with it. People and do so, that all the time. So, and, and And – and won't care about it. So again, it's like people don't care if there's you know that sort of a thing going. Yeah. On. Okay. Well, it's fine. I mean, like I said, I enjoy the show. I sure. sincerely enjoy the show. But uh, I, whenever they do that, I'm like, 
you know, they could just cut this part. Sure. There's no, there's the other part is. Like you don't need it. You're yeah. better than that. Why do you need that? Yeah, you're good Why at that. Why are you going other out, thing? outside of your comfort zone? Right? Yeah, let's get two puzzlers. Let's do two puzzlers. Unless, I'm on board for that. <laughs> unless, yeah. unless two blondes are working on a 59 T bird. I don't want to hear about it. <laughs> I don't want to hear about them. Okay, Jordan, I want to talk to you uh, because you just returned from the, uh, the great frozen north. Sure. Uh, the beautiful communist nation of Canada. Yeah. Take, I, I'd like take to call off. Eh, you hoser. <laughs> yes. Good one. <laughs> Thank you, eh? I just watched a bunch of clips of Bob and Doug McKenzie. Those are guys. Uh. If only we could work it into some kind of song parody. Oh, take off. Eh? Here it comes. Eh. <laughs> uh, that's exactly what it was like. That's basically my whole trip right okay, there. Okay, good. I want to hear about it, and then we'll talk about our Canada brush. is white America in 1977. That's all it is. <laughs> That's all it is. It's just like things are people, like, a, lot, a lot of station wagons a lot of wood with wood paneling. paneling. A lot of wood sure. paneling, a lot of Getty Lee, a lot of, you know. A friend Neil of ours Perch. said he li- his parents live in a neighborhood with Getty Lee, and that Getty Lee in Toronto, not only does he mow his own lawn, but he mows his own lawn with his T-shirt off. So he's like, <laughs> you just imagine Still. Getty Lee. like just, I thought you were going to say, not only does he mow his own lawn, he also runs a lawn mowing service. <laughs> uh, he, mows, he mows lawns with, for five bucks for neighbors. Getty Lee's shirt off, mow your lawn. No, it's service. called Modern Day uh, Grass Warriors. It's exactly. called Glistening <laughs> Gettys. He is a new world man. <laughs> um, so you you were in Canada, Jordan, to uh, both to work in sure. the great city of Vancouver, but also to enjoy some time with our new stablemates. Stop podcasting yourself. Yeah, yeah. I got to do uh, their show with um, our um, the great our frequent contributor Chris Fairbanks, um, one of the best. And uh, yeah, it was a uh, it was a lovely time. It was hilarious. I, I enjoyed listening to it on my way to uh, go to the uh, Salvation Army. It was a delight. Sure. Did you enlist in the Salvation Army? I did. I signed up. When I, is the Salvation Army sending a delegation over to They were recruiting at my Af- community Afghanistan. college. They're like, we're just going to send you guys all we're the They're just going to hurl filthy stuff to animals. all the crappy end tables Weird and clothes couches. that people don't want anymore. That's how we'll smoke them out of the holes. <laughs> a fun run t-shirt. <laughs> throw that. Um... So yeah, I I but I had I, I joined the Salve Army and got some balms and unguents. Nice, there you go. Sure, brilliantly done. Cows utter. <coughs> Excuse me. <laughs> Take it. Uh, but I I I had a a bad experience that uh that I've just that's just kind of been. Uh, leaving, a, leaving a taste in my mouth that I don't care for. See, you know, this is weird because most people come back from Canada and all they can talk about is how lovely everyone in Canada is. Yeah, yeah, but... Uh, and and uh, How laid back the women are. Judge, <laughs> very. Um, yeah, if you've got a little hat with ear flaps, they're, they're game. Um, so, I don't know. Um, nah, it's fine. <laughs> Uh, but this uh, Jordan, you should write a version of the game for Canada. Right. Sure. Yeah, exactly. Hat with ear flaps, rope for a belt. <laughs> uh, on, time to get your dick wet. Um, and uh, up in Chilliwack. <laughs> sure. Um, so this this uh, we were we were up there doing a story on a video game that was being made in Canada for my uh, day job at Fuel TV, and. Um, uh, let me start out by saying that the that the guy I'm going to be complaining about was being unpleasant, anyways. Okay. Uh, so he was. Uh, this is a guy. So this was a real 
click and clack type guy. Sure, sure. Folks. And uh, I, I mentioned this on Stop Podcasting Yourself, talk. but this was a uh, this was the the uh, the kind of PR agent for the video game that was being our liaison. I need to pause you for a second to acknowledge whatever that was <laughs> just now that came out of Randy's car. You're on car talk. <laughs> was that supposed to be a, is that a Boston accent? It is not. You're on car talk. No, that's not, it's still not close. Talk oh. amongst yourselves oh, about on, cars. You're on car talk. Dude, dude, you're on car talk. Dude, you're not going to believe Dude, you're on, on car talk. You're on car talk. All right, go. Um, so, so this is the guy, the PR agent, and and he's he's uh, he's being obnoxious. This man has uh, made probably half a dozen. That's what she said. Jokes. Okay. In the first half an hour that oh, wow. we were with okay. him. This is a guy who casually will say, that's what she said. But in, in his defense, that is actually what, what she, she said. said. I mean, she, <laughs> so, so, sure. she said a lot of things, but and... he was trying to be But funny. no need to rub it in. No need she, to rub it in. She feels bad about it. She, she was said. there. She didn't. She could have escaped. And, she's, and the whole thing is that she's blonde. Speaking, <laughs> yes. speaking of blondes, you're on car talk. Here in the what? United what? States, that's sort of a joke set up, uh, but in Canada, they allow women to speak. They do. They do. That's what's weird. She says a lot of Things. These are the, these not are the in, little cultural differences right. that no, sometimes not, create misunderstandings. Not in Winnipeg, but nonetheless. Okay, go ahead. No, no problem. Um, but anyways, so this guy went uh, just randomly, asked us where we were based out of, and we're like, uh, you know, like, oh, the office is in Santa Monica. We all live in L.A. And just went on the I Hate L.A. tirade, mm-hmm. the um, – Oh, you have to drive everywhere. You have to drive everywhere. There's nowhere to walk to in L.A. And then just everybody is so shallow. They just look. They look you up and down. And if you're not worth talking to, they just walk away. And uh, I was uh, so offended. Did I you was, look you him up and down and then walk away? I did. Yeah, and then, I, up, and then sh- I called my agent. You should have looked him up and down and said, that's what she said. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <right>. Boom, <laughs> you're out of there. Out uh, of there. Which is, isn't... Is, it was less to do with that I have an attachment to L.A., but, hey, dude, you just met me, and you're insulting where me and all of my friends live. Mm-hmm. And, like, how – where? why do you do this to an almost complete stranger? And also, yeah, L.A.'s got traffic. Thanks. Thanks, asshole. Like, good, good one. Yeah. Anyways, uh, so I, I don't know. I just want like, – like, to I be fair, bad taste. you were in Vancouver, which, based on the three days I spent, is some kind of hippie wonderland – uh, it's sort yeah, of like super fan. Portland. Oh, it's fantastic. Oh, it yeah. is. It is. Although when, the and, jewel of North America. And to kind of put a put a put a crack in his thesis, uh, later uh, when we were leaving, uh, we're like, "So what's uh, what, what's maybe fun to do tonight?" And he's like, "I don't know, nothing." <laughs> <laughs> really? So yeah. I, well, we're just gonna go back to fucking terrible L.A. Um, yeah. Where anyway? So uh, well, you know, yeah, what you well, got to watch out for up in Vancouver. A- Asian gangs. That yeah. was like, oh, remember that was the big thing that like your parents would be like, hey, we're going up to Vancouver. Watch out for the Asian, Asian gangs. Like, the, sure. you get off the plane and just Asian they will gangs get in your face. They will teach you math. They will knife the shit out of you. <laughs> that was it. Asian gangs are just roaming the streets looking for <laughs> white people to destroy. <laughs> <laughs> I, that's what I would have come back at him with. You from Vancouver? Watch. Asian gangs. I'm surprised you're still alive. Our Asians are submissive and pleasant. That's they're right. Asians. Back in L.A. They're, they're gang members. Gang bangers. Uh, am I wrong to be this offended? by this yes you are a little bit okay i mean here's the thing the uh, as you know i'm no great civic booster sure of the city of los angeles you have no civic pride i've i literally am without civic pride and that's at all i have a little bit of civic shame who in la does have who has civic pride pride in la Uh, I, i don't know 
diehard Lakers fans. I would yeah. I would argue that Antonio Villaraigosa, basically. <laughs> yeah. who, he's like, basically, yeah. He's like, yeah. The weather's nice. Yeah, Where do you right. live? Eh. LA. Yeah. You know, yeah. It's all right. That's, Aren't you the mayor? Yeah. You know, whatever. Thinking you about moving to Seattle. It's no, it's no Vancouver. Yeah. So, uh, so that's the that's the sort of baseline here. Sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, as I've made clear on the program, I probably agree with every single thing that he said. However, the thing that makes me think that he that it was a dick move, yeah. is that he was a publicist, and uh, just anything that a publicist does uh, strikes me as a dick move because they're just they're publicists, literally the most unpleasant people in the world. And with what, some exceptions, I I certainly have interacted cool. with publicists who are who Very are really cool. cool. Yeah, but I don't think I have ever had such a consistent miss rate. As I have with publicists. So here's the thing about maybe his complaint about people looking him up and down and then not wanting to talk to him. Eh, this is an obnoxious person. So maybe it has less to do with uh, geography and more right. to do with you're making a lot of that's what she said jokes. Yeah. In casual conversation. Yeah. Anyway. But I love that like this this guy now represents Canada for you. Yeah, you yeah. Know, no, and, and like, the, the, the myth of the polite, welcoming Canadian has just been destroyed. Oh, what I, what I this wonder, one guy? You're going to let this one guy destroy Yeah, I'm going to go ahead and do that. What I, I kind of wonder about this is um, what is a video game publicist like? Because I interact with publicists in all different different sure. areas of entertainment as my in my role as producer of the sound of young america mm-hmm. and i'll tell you that certainly the best publicists uh, that i've interacted with are book publicists sure uh, because they're people who wanted to work in books not people who wanted to work in i don't know show business i guess exactly sure, sure. Um, didn't make it up there and then sort of like and then basically the the creepier and more like all the worst qualities that people like an agent on a television show has mm-hmm. like kind of weird two-facedness uh the you get the more of that the the further down the sort of success of the entertainment world line you go but these people are uh, almost invariably i mean 85% of the time it's either uh, a popular girl from high school who doesn't have any skills that's and, right or it's a douchey guy or it's a or or it's a it's a sort of a a particular kind of sort of uh, femi queeny douchey guy that's right um, and I almost never I mean once in a great while it's that kind of douchey guy that's like uh, you would see an agent be on TV like a sort of weirdly aggressive guy right but because such a big part of their job is sort of um, is sort of backhanded fondy yes. sh- fond, you know schmoozy right, right. bullshit it's rarely that kind of guy who's just a dick right you can't get very far in that way you've got but, to but, but mostly their attitude as a publicist is sort of like I have something that I know you want want so yeah. i'm on the inside and you're on the outside and i'm gonna make you want it and but that. i gotta be honest with you jordan i don't know if i'm on your i don't know if i can on your page with like yeah no no let's 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 hear it could i could yeah. be being Look, and this was weeks ago so i mean i'm still i'm right, still so uh, obviously seething still reeling, about it yeah so. you are seething about it i i don't know if i would have been uh that upset with this guy okay I, mean, I just would have found him to be somewhat amusing a hilarious Absurd character. Yeah, exactly. Sure. I would have like uh, wanted to break down what was going on with this guy and find out who he was. Like that's the type of guy you want to just really get into his head and be like, "Well, who are you? And what are you? Why are you saying this? Yeah, why yeah. are you I so should have made it. A, I should have made it a character study. I yeah, okay, really what, psychological. What was the tone of this guy? Because the thing that I'm wondering is those qualities that one would associate with a publicist are basically the exact 
opposite qualities that one would associate with the video with entertainment industry. With a human being. <laughs> with a human being. Uh, yeah, yeah. I, um, uh, <laughs> th- I, there's two kinds of video game publicists. There are uh, people who just want to be in publicity and would maybe rather be working on um, Heidi Montag's novel. Any this really or, or seems or like Heidi, it would be Heidi Montag's vjazzling her vagina. Sure, which sure. Which is just basically doing Which is a video game actually. Heidi oh, Montag's yeah. vjazzling her vagina. It's basically like burger time for her uh and right. you try and, for her hoo ha, and you sure. put, and you try and put jewels as close as you can. And then there's someone uh, you can't touch. Can I, the actual. Just get I have re- some great mini games. Get ready to go to break because I have the line that's going to take us to break. So <laughs> okay. put, put your hand on the computer and get ready to go to break. You know what? You know what this Here problem. But you is he ready the, for break? Okay. Ask our wait, wait. I, what, one, more, one more. One more. Okay. Uh, uh, Joe, a two kinds of video game publicists: people who just want to be in publicity and don't care about video games, and uh, 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 super nerds. Uh, who just want to work around video games but don't have computer skills. This guy was a uh, super nerd who has no oh, computer skills. Okay, got um, it, got it. Thing two, uh, I guess here's the question I'm posing. Uh, maybe um, so, something we can answer, something we cannot answer. Um, I imagine if I, if, if, uh, I was talking to him and I just was started railing about Vancouver, unprompted, man – Fuck this place. It's rainy. Uh, Asian gangs are kicking me wherever Roaming I go. It, which yeah. is true. That uh, actually is what she that's said. That's what she said. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, uh, and this poutine. Don't get me started on that. I would be a rude dick, right? But since he did it to where I live, just because it happens to be L.A., do people just have carte blanche to complain about L.A. Yes. to whoever? Yes. L.A. does sort of whomever. have a hegemonic yes. power over people the entire United States. People love to see it States. go down. That's right. People love to see L.A. go down. Um, anyway, so is that okay and just something I should accept yes. and not be offended by? Yes, Anyways. it is. Okay. But I'm going to suggest put your hand on the computer. Again. <laughs> okay, okay, wait. Uh, okay, get never mind. Re- get, re- okay. get ready to go on the computer. Okay. Wait, do you... I need to mention Heidi Montag again? No, yes, no, please. Do you want to mention her again? Uh, what's up with Heidi Montag? Wait I, a minute. Is she still famous? Jordan, are you her publicist? <laughs> uh, that's not what we're going to break on, but I here's what I think this guy really needs. Finger on the button. <laughs> <laughs> Closer. No, here's what this guy really this needs. This is going to fall so flat. Fall Randy, so Randy Squire, what does this guy really need? He needs to go to Hanson Camp. <laughs> what? <laughs> to really chill out and relax. I feel like if he goes to Hanson Camp, he's going to... I thought gonna, it was going to be a pun. No, uh, he needs to go to Hanson Camp. I'm thinking it's going to be I'm JJ to related. I'm trying I'm to basically Im- do a mental herald here and bring it back around. To I'm the- imagining, as, as he says that, I'm trying to think of a pun involving Hanson's soda. I'm literally, I went that far down that this has to be some kind of pun oh, that no. I'm not getting. I said this guy's got to go to Hanson. Or Chris camp. Hanson hardball. <laughs> okay, look, we'll be back in just a second on George Jesse Go. La, 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 la. It's Jordan, Jesse Go. I'm Jesse Thorne, America's radio sweetheart. Jordan Morris, boy detective. Randy Sklar, man detective. Jason Sklar, Randy's brother. Detective. <laughs> detective. Randy's brother, detective. Yeah, he is. He is the detective who follows me around. What's nice about being a Randy's brother detective is that the, the actual detecting isn't that hard. No, you, no, it's you pretty much tabs ask, on him. Just ask your mom he, he, or my wife. wife, or I can keep tabs right. on Randy. That's he really, all I do. It's, he pretty much knows my schedule. I do. So I mean, it's an oh, easy. It's I an easy assumed job. that a Randy's brother detective, his job was to figure out if he was Randy's brother. Oh, oh, well, that's that's part of it. That's too, pretty once, easy. Yeah. Once you figure just that, just ask out. Mrs. Sklar. That's right. right, or take a DNA test. Yeah. Um, well, I have to say, I said Chris Hansen 
was uh, the host of Hardball. Oh, sure. Chris I, Matthews. It's Chris he, Matthews. Chris, Chris Hansen is actually the inventor of Hansen soda. That's right. And That's he's right. also on To Catch a Predator. <laughs> <laughs> Those so, are his two great before, before, he, before he scolds the them, potential he child hands, molesters, he, he hands takes them a like a diet cherry, pomegranate. Yeah. Cherry like, vanilla soda? <laughs> diet pomegranate. Enjoy. <laughs> Enjoy. Just takes a long sip. Yep. Uh, you know anyway, back to your child molesting. Why yeah, I'm nice here. to have. It's it's great to have the Sklar Brothers here. So I have a, I have a question for you sure. guys. You guys have you guys have lately been touring on this um, uh, uh, Chelsea Handler comedians, comedians of Chelsea, Chelsea Handler lately. Chelsea lately mm-hmm. tour. Yes. Yeah. Um, it, uh, among the people who sometimes perform on these is, is our good pal and sometime uh, guest on uh, Jordan Jesse Go uh, Jen Kirkman who writes for the show. Love her. Um, uh, lots of great people are sure. involved in these in these panels. Yeah, Hardwick, However, Hardwick make it out sometimes. Though? Hardwick does not. I don't think he tours because of his because uh, of web soup. soup. But I mean, it, Hardwick likes basically tours a lot with Joel McHale, so right. like, they'll go out together. And I'm right. so, I, I would love it if Hardwick were to uh, travel on yeah. this on these tours because he's great. And Matt Bronger is another guy I'd love to go out oh, with from there. He's Bronger. fantastic. But, fantastic. Monster. Yeah, we're with Kirkman at the end of the month in Denver on the 31st. Is it, are there 31 days? So this is there, a show. 30. Yeah, and 31st. I'm, I'm not, uh, you know, I, I feel like Chelsea Handler has such a specific tone to her program. But I got news to you, man. It goes everywhere. So this is what... This is what... Everywhere. I, I, this is the thing that I'm, I'm wondering, because... You guys, if you you had you had these circles of these spheres of influence, where I imagine when you, if you do a show just at a club where you're headlining, mm-hmm. uh-huh. uh, you're pulling people from these various spheres of influence. You're pulling people who know you from the sort of alternative comedy mm-hmm. world, That's who right. know you from comedy you know, Central, oh, like uh, you know, we're you know, we're we're like Paul F. Tompkins and David Cross and blah 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 right, blah, right. like that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And then there's people who know you because of your your reputation as sports comedian. Yeah, that's right. Uh, so. You sometimes uh, guest host the uh, Jim Rome show, and Cheap you do seats. all these. And Cheap of course, Cheap Seats, your television program, and your uh, inter- your streamy award winning internet television program, Back on Tops. Back on Tops. Thank you, thank um, you. Which is very funny. Um, uh, so they know you from this, and I cannot imagine like the alternative comedy world could not be more opposed to Chelsea Handler. The yeah. uh, yeah. the sports world. Could not be more opposed to Chelsea Handler. The Chelsea Handler world, I would imagine, probably pretty opposed, at least to the sports world. Mm-hmm. Um, so who who is at this show? Well, it's that's actually a phenomenal question, and we think about it a lot because for us, you imagine it as a Venn diagram, okay? Because we okay. do have these. You've set it up that way. We do have these right. circle or spheres of people and. If you take those spheres of all those worlds, and where do they intersect? They What's intersect the at a certain point. And the one thing that I love about uh, so you're saying the people who come to your shows are those people who love sports, love Chelsea Handler, and love alternative comedy. There is some, there, there, some. that is that is one portion. So of he it. comes to your show. He that does, guy comes to that our guy, show. There, those people come to the show. But I would say that what was that Andy Kindler's old great joke? My comedy is he did, I did a focus group on my comedy is uh, people who love my comedy are people who are in their forties who, uh, who who are, are me. me. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Kindler's the best, but uh, no, but they, uh, you know, I think what we do get, and and the one thing I love about what we can do on Chelsea lately, uh, the Chelsea Handler show is we we get to write our material, so the right. jokes we're putting forth are ours. And now the subject matter is entertainment and that kind right. of stuff, but it's the same kind of comedy. 
different subject matter. So if we're doing right. it about uh, Heidi Montag, if we're doing it about any... There's not a segment producer running up to you and saying, this is insufficiently catty. Right. No, no, that no. Correct. I mean, they may say, like, look, we can't look, say we, I mean, well, we, Here's a great story. Justin Bieber. I mean, I, I could not believe this made it onto the show. It was ridiculous. But Bieber turned 16 and Jay, and uh, when we were on the show, it was his birthday on the show. And, and so. my joke was, they, they were saying about how he had a birthday party, he hung out with Kobe Bryant, he played... Paintball. Paintball. I was like... Great. Enjoy it now. Enjoy it while you're on top, because a year from now, when your voice drops, you'll be lucky if you're playing laser tag with the Clippers. Right. <laughs> that was my joke. And going and go and now going to Hanson Camp. But, going uh, to Hanson Camp. But what I said so that was my joke. But then, and then I said this, and I wrote it because we, we write our jokes ahead of time and, and sort of send them in there just so that they have an idea of what we're doing. Uh, we get the <coughs> topics that day. We write the jokes, get them ready, and then hopefully sort of work on how we want to deliver them. Uh, but I wrote this joke and I sent it in. I was like, there's no way they're going to let me do this. They let me do it. And then I did it on the show and the crowd was like, oh, and I was like, they'll cut it. They'll cut it. It made it in the show. So I was like, <laughs> they were just Clippers fans. Oh, well, no, no. This joke this that is, I was oh, his oh, joke. Okay. Oh, this, I was about to say. Upcoming joke. Oh. So I said, Justin Bieber six turned 16 today. And my problem with him is that he gets everything he wants. I, I can't believe that for Bieber's 16th birthday, he asked for an earthquake to hit Chile. <laughs> now, <laughs> the crowd, this was the wow. day after the earthquake hit Chile. Uh, now, I said, don't blame me. Blame Bieber, I asked for a car. Oh. I asked for a car on my 16th birthday. Oh. But the fact that Bieber, oh the fact that God. Justin Bieber can control the weather uh, is and just the Earth take the Earth the plate, the plate tectonics. Exactly. Is it through like a ray? Uh, is it a ray it's, or it's is through, it like a through his publicist? Okay. It's actually okay. through his, his publicist, publicist and yeah, his yeah. horizontal haircut. <laughs> he can move the plate. But no. But the the point of that is that Randy and I. That's the kind of edgy joke that we would do at UCB Theater, right? And we wrote it. And, you know, we wrote it actually expecting them not to let us do it. And then he did it, and then it went on the air, and, it, and it's out there. And, yeah, okay, people are offended by that, but the, tr- <laughs> the truth is that it's, it's in our voice. So Because, really, that's not a comment about, yay, right. people are dying from earthquakes in Chile. More of it, it's, a, comp- it's right. a comment on how much power this kid has for no reason. Right. It's <laughs> the, prem- the premise of the joke is not a negative premise. No. no. And, so, and, and, again, it kind of fits with – we would make the same joke about – a sports guy like about a, Barry right. Bonds or somebody new in sport. I mean, we we would we would find a similar th- theme, and so I think we do kind of cross it over. And whenever we guest host Jim Rome's radio show, it's not so much delving into the specifics of sports, but more like when like the NCAA championship happened a few weeks ago, and Butler, who was this sort of mid mid range school in Indiana from Indianapolis, was in the championship game against the grand sort of the champion every year, Duke, who's won, who's been to the final game eight times in the last 25 years they won now four of them and for us it was like the feeling of that last shot going up from Butler that it didn't make it off the rim rim and falls down for us this was it would have been like what it would have been like if the Cobra Kai won the final match at the Karate Kid. Like he lines up the Daniel Larusa lines up the crane the crane kick and he goes to kick and he falls on his face and then the guy jumps on his neck and is like get him a body bag. So for us, <laughs> it's all about that. So it's not so much about sports; it's about pop culture. We try and merge the two. So when we go out and do the comedians at Chelsea lately, right. now there are people and comedians who will come with us, like Joe Coy, who. Is uh, you know I actually like his his him as a performer and I was just you know I hadn't had much of a chance to listen to his comedy except we're on the road with him and <clears throat> he does a lot of really funny material about drunk girls drunk girls 
and and so he is right in the target <laughs> for these people. He's I mean, all... he, he's he. It's like it's it, for him doing these shows. It's almost like uh, Larry the Cable Guy standing up at a NASCAR event. Right. Like he like crowd going wild because he's speaking to this audience. It's like us performing at UCB. I mean, it's like that. But so what we're so encouraged about is that we've gone. Last week we were at uh, Indianapolis, Indianapolis and then Milwaukee. Milwaukee. We get on stage and we do the same set we would do at UCB. It's the same material. It's the same set we do. Anyway. We do at the improv here in in la we do the set and it resonates with these people and we feel great that like we're walking off the stage saying look we did it our way we didn't try and make it more like something that it wasn't and it's consistent with what we've you know you know what happens sometimes i i last night i was at um i was in an event at this uh nonprofit called art share that my wife is on the board of in, Mm -hmm. in downtown los angeles and uh it's like a you know they like teach dance classes to troubled youth sure Uh, type of situation, and um, uh, we did a Sound of Young America taping there. We mm-hmm. taped uh, some comedy sets for the Sound of Young America, and it was uh, Greg Barrent and uh, yes. Don Glover and um, uh, Karen Kilgariff mm-hmm. and just generally people that we love. The Sound of Young America e people, and I, there was a part of me that thought, like, gosh, I wonder if these like. You know, thirty-five-year-old, you know, uh, 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 Latina women that hang out in poetry cafes, and mm-hmm. um, you know, talk about music, soul child, um, are going to get are they are, like are going to enjoy this, right? Do the comedians have enough community garden material? I think is what you are <laughs> well, asking. You're asking the question of like, do, will it will the very specificity that has made right. them sort of appreciated in right. the world of alternative comedy translate to these people? But you know what? I, but then I, I was at this thing last night, and I, you know, I I felt like all the comedians did well during the show, and et cetera, et cetera. Mm-hmm. But I still was kind of like, I don't know, what do they think of this thing? Mm-hmm. Because mm-hmm. you know, there's like, uh, you know, there's there was a, a grand total of zero. You know, twenty-four-year-old college-educated male white people in the mm-hmm. audience. Mm-hmm. Sure, mm-hmm. and like four people came up to me and said it was like the most fun they'd ever had. You know, like that kind awesome. of thing. And it's like, oh yeah, uh, people uh, like something that's funny, right? But they don't know what is funny because they're not a fucking comedy nerd like that's I right. am, that's right. right? And that's so right. if you bring them something that's funny, they're like, oh, this is amazing. There's right. things that are funny, right? Funny is it, funny. Funny is funny. funny is, and if you've crafted it correctly. It will, you know, it'll sort of translate across all uh, platforms and all people and all. I mean, I, we think about that. Like, we we'll watch a lot of British. We love a lot of British comedy, and certainly, like the, we were talking to you earlier about the Mighty Boosh. I mean, we're talking about you. You can't get enough. Uh, what are we talking Garth about? Garth Marenghi's Dark Place. Sure, Man to Man with Dean. Dean, Dean Lerner. Lerner. Are you being served? Yeah, all that, everything, and 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 you know, in a lot of cases. Even with stuff like with extras, you know, they talk about people and actors that I'd never heard of before, right. and I didn't, I don't know who that is, but I say to myself, they have their own little celebrities. I over get there. it, but yes, yeah, I'm <laughs> it's like, cute. It's really I cute. I get it. I'm like, I, I, I understand who that is. I don't have can, to know. Can who I that tell is. you my problem though with England? Is you get there and people fucking look you up and down. The traffic is terrible. <laughs> traffic is terrible. terrible. Sure. They're no so one, shallow. No one's been to Hanson They're camp. so shallow. <laughs> no one's been, they're so shallow. It's like, get out of here. It's England. all about your looks. Someone was just talking to me, though, on this British celebrity issue. Um, someone was, God, I wish I could remember who it was. Someone that I know just spent like a, a month or three months in London, mm-hmm. and all they could talk about when they came back was how passionate the British public is about Christian Slater. 
Like for some reason, Christian Slater is he this is monstrous like the, star in England. Oh, yeah. yeah, I'm sure. I, I was still hoping you were going to say Christian Leitner. <laughs> <laughs> They're obsessed yeah. with former Duke they forward. Like, they like which, a, they like a soft big man. Which speaking speaking a of big man, speak, with big man who talks bl- a white Leitner, guy who talks black. Like here's something that was really interesting that that we just kind of found out about the Dream Team 1992 right, yeah, men's sure. men's. U.S. basketball team was just who won the gold medal. The won the original, gold medal with original, Jordan and Barkley, Clyde the Glide, Drexel, Magic exactly. Johnson, Clyde the Glide. So they they were just inducted in the Hall of Fame. Now, as, ev- a, as, as a, a team, team. The entire the, team. Was now into every, the basketball everybody Hall of Fame. was inducted in the basketball Hall of Fame. Now, including Christian Leitner. Wait. So here's the thing. So everybody 90, on that ninety five percent of the team was already in, in the, the Hall of Fame. Fame. So Leitner, and two guys, and Chris Mullen are the only two guys who were not inducted in the Hall of Fame on the Dream Team who aren't weren't already in the Hall of Fame. <laughs> you knew that like Leitner went around. Everyone was like, "Come on, we, we gotta, gotta go do in this. as a team." What's amazing do- is that it's the Professional Basketball Hall of Fame. He right. was famous for being the only college player on the team at the time. He right? basically was like Dan Aykroyd in We Are the World. Yeah. you know what I mean. Kind of like, like, what are you doing here? Yes, I know you play basketball, but I'm, what are you doing here? I'm from the city of San Francisco. So let's get real. You're not going to get me to say anything negative about Run TMC. You won't. And I love me some Run TMC. In fact, Michigan I, just drafted his son. Yeah, if, Tim Hardaway, if you, Tim if you son. were to ask me, should Sharunis Marshallonis exactly. be in the Hall of Fame? Maybe. I would say yes. I, I would say put him in the Hall of Fame in Latvia. I'd say <laughs> but, uh, put him in the Hall of Fame of names. <laughs> if there is Sh- such Shunis a Sharunis Marshallonis and Arvidas Sabotis should have done a con- <laughs> like a, and Sadrunis Ilgauskas. And Sadrunis Ilgauskas and call it threes a crowd. I feel like I feel. Like Sharunis and Arvidas, that would be a pretty solid two-on-two streetball team. Sharunis and Arvidas, and just that, get Ivan Gulagan to be there for a while, just for a just for a brief. Vitas Garolitis. Hey, that uh, girl who played uh, Precious had a pretty funny name too, huh? Shit, <laughs> that's was all it, I got. I, think I forget was, what it is. If I'm not mistaken, that was Yinka Dare. Yeah, yeah. That was, wow. May, may George, he rest in peace. May he rest in peace. Oliver Shalom. He was he, he was in Georgetown. He was uh, he was uh, don't tell me, don't tell me. George he, Washington. George Washington University. University. Oh. Jordan, do you know how happy I am right now? <laughs> just to Whatever. be able to like. No, but you brought up Precious. Just, I did. We're saying funny sportsmen. You, you brought up Precious. Yeah. You brought up Precious, so we'll go with that. By the way, uh, Monique is still finishing up her Oscar acceptance speech. <laughs> As we speak. As this thing goes to I press. I wore... And, you know, I want to send her to Hanson Camp. But oh, uh, no. Monique, the, the thing in Precious, as a parent with yeah. kids, with small children, easily the hardest moment to watch in this is when she drops the baby on the floor and... It just was like really traumatic. It's to so watch. awful. So awful. I, Jay and I were thinking what would have been worse would have been if like after they do that really terrible scene, there was like a sound guy off in the corner who was like, I need one more for me. Really, Can Dave? I one more for me? <laughs> really? I thought I heard a siren outside. They live in the ghetto. So, of yeah. course they're going to hear you know a what? siren, it Dave. It just would be better. Get the baby up and get ready to Why throw Why do we need to hear floor. another one? Because it didn't sound like a baby hitting a floor. So you now know what a baby hitting the floor sounds like. Maybe I do, Jeff. Maybe I do. We'll be back in just a second on <laughs> Jordan Jesse Go. la, 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 la. It's Jordan Jesse Go. I'm Jesse Thorne, America's radio sweetheart. Jordan Morris, boy detective. Randy Sklar, middle aged detective. Jason Sklar, guy. Okay. No, I'll take it. Sure. Who am I? Randy Sklar, Hanson Camp aficionado. I, I have been watching the um, the Hanson uh, Camp Killer. Oh, that'd be a good movie. The Hanson Camp Killer. <laughs> yeah. Uh, oh no, I can't go to Hanson Camp this summer. You know who's on the loose? The Hanson Camp Killer. No, actually, Jason from Five. <laughs> <laughs> He's there. He just wants to get a band together. But then the Hanson Camp Killer is also on the loose. So <laughs> and he I'm kills sorry. Jason, America's national treasure. <laughs> 
Um, okay, here we go. Um, I've been lately been watching. Uh, it's because I got distracted because I was think, trying to think so hard of Carol King's name. Yeah. Um, nice. Because I wanted to say something about uh, you in the Hanson Camp Killer movie. You get to see. You finally get to see Carol King's boobs. <laughs> um, and, then actually, and then it turns out it's Alan King's boobs. <laughs> yeah. An old comedian. And it's Alan King singing It's Too Late Baby. Now it's too late. <laughs> um, and I could not come up with I could not come up with the Carol part of that Carol King. I just got so wrapped up in it that I forgot that I'm supposed to host didn't the Carol program. King doesn't she didn't she record tapestry like three houses up from where you live? Yeah. She I live on the street where she recorded wow. tapestry. Yeah. And That's I was beautiful. like, I was, I was a little upset that there wasn't a tapestry hanging outside. <laughs> there, is, there should have been a tie dye tapestry. Just to signify that, like that's a where bronze we, tapestry. Yes, that's where we made this thing. Here's a the bronze, bronze representation of a tapestry. Of like a crappy tapestry. That's you right. know, what, a crapestry. You, you can learn a lot if the tapestry's horse has one leg up, that yeah. means it died in battle. That's right. If the tapestry yeah. has one leg down, it means it died peeing. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, I, uh, I've been watching a lot of the David Letterman program lately. Mm hmm. Um, uh, I, I'm on record as saying that David Letterman is probably, not certainly, but probably the best person. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, it's, it's been very enjoyable for me. I love, I love the David Letterman show. I like it when he's just, he's been doing a lot of desk pieces that aren't anything. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I love that. Sure. Yes. It's I because... love the idea of David Letterman doing literally five, ten minutes of his national, uh, television program. Uh, it's just him rambling about sure. something. Love it. And it's the best part of the show every single time. That's why he's amazing. Him rambling about uh, Butler was one of the funniest things I've ever seen Fantastic. in my life. Uh, just absolutely. And then, and then uh, uh, Paul will say something weird mm-hmm. uh, that's half a joke, half not a joke. I love it every time he does that. Every time. Classic. He's a, he's a genius improviser, by he's the way. amazing. Amazing. He's an amazing dude. But, okay, so I've been watching a lot of the David Letterman show, and I can't get enough of David Letterman. And recently, I watched an episode with Luke Wilson on it. Mm-hmm. And uh, I feel What's, like... What's uh, Luke Wilson promoting? Uh, he was AT&T. In the, yeah. He was in... Commercials. Uh, he's in the hit film Death at a Funeral. Oh, okay. Uh, mm-hmm. Death at a Funeral, sure. which I almost want to go see. Really? I it's but we, I haven't read any reviews of it, and I'm gonna guess that maybe it's bad. I, I re, yeah I, I read he's got a he's got a forty percent on the old Rotten Tomatoes. Oh, okay, and I, I guess I, I I can't I can't bring myself the to, internet. There's very little that will get me into the theater to see a bad movie, but um, I did I felt like I maybe I did really enjoy. I think I love my wife. Mm-hmm. I really liked that. So Chris I, Rock, that was yeah, awesome. And, and I know Chris Rock was deeply involved in making this death sure. of a funeral, okay. but. Um, anyway, uh, Luke Wilson's in this directed movie. Directed by Neil LeBute. Death yeah, at a funeral. also directed by Neil LeBute. Yeah, that beautiful. made me think, I wonder if it would be good. Not a great track record with movies, the mm, Neil LeBute, though. They did want to name the movie in the company of corpses. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, so, uh, I, Wicker Man at a funeral. Luke, Luke Wilson was on this thing, and you know what he fucking was? Fucking delightful. That's what he was. He was delightful. He was I mean, is there an charming. undelightful Wilson? He was hilarious. Yeah. He was handsome, but sure. not in a way that makes me feel uncomfortable. Sure. Like my sure. wife is going to like him more than she likes me. Sure. And even if she does, fine. Great. You know what? Good. She has got good, good choice. She's got good taste. Yeah. She's got great taste. She's got good taste. And that taste and also is reflected in you. But here's the... Probably th- hearing about her affair with Luke Wilson would be arousing to Call, you. Calling you... <laughs> you calling, would be aroused by it. Calling you the Luke Wilson of your family may be going a little too far. Right. Maybe yeah. overstepping. But she about. has recently switched over let's to, be to honest, AT&T. I'm more of an Andrew Wilson of my family. <laughs> okay, good. Let's, let's be 100%. I'm more of a Carney Wilson of my family. I need to lose oh, a few. 
Um, so, but here's the thing. I feel like uh, with these AT&T commercials, and frankly, a, a fair number of terrible movies, mm-hmm. America is turning on Luke Wilson. They shouldn't. If you, I'm going to go one step further than that, Randy. Mm-hmm. I'm going to say, if you turn on Luke Wilson, you're turning on me. That's wow. right. Wow. You, I stand you made it, you made with Luke Wait, Wilson do you think and Luke, your wife. Do you think Luke Wilson would say the same thing about you? No. Absolutely not. No. Absolutely not. Luke Wilson's default position is to be turned against me. Right. Yeah. <laughs> if he turns, you turn him on. Yeah. So wait, then you. do you have to be against yourself? Um, you are again yourself. Well, we all a have a bit of self-loathing. We all have a little yeah. bit of self-loathing. I mean, the only good part about it is is that uh, because I stand with him, I'm fucking my wife. That's right. That's right. And that's where <laughs> you should bad. always be. That's what you two share. Well, right. here, anyone who wants to hate on on Luke Wilson, go back and watch Bottle Rocket and then go fuck yourself. <laughs> he's so good in that movie. And he's great in a bunch of other little He's movies. great in that movie because he – and, you know, Randy's reading the Del Close book right now. and, and Funniest guy, guy in, in the, the room. room. And it's a about being the straight man. Well, he, he let, talks he a lot let about Owen that. Wilson be the funny man That's in that right. movie, and he and then he still had to carry the weight. It takes a lot. It takes a lot to be a phenomenal straight. You think about some of the best straight people, and they in, don't get in, any credit. You, you're, you're, none, none, and 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 he does it in a way that. He, he did it in a way that made him funny. Look now, at Jason Bateman had to be on Arrested Development to get any credit for being an amazing straight man. An amazing straight man. I, I saw it on Silver Spoons. I yeah. was like, you to Schroeder are Absolutely. like the straight man to yeah. Uh, yeah. You, you to Schroeder. But yeah, I think Luke Wilson is one of these guys that has that, you know, his his hit to miss ratio is is pretty skewed in favor of miss. I think we can all He's done yeah. his fair share of rom coms, sure. but uh, you know, so I it goes. Hate, I don't He's understand. Still working. I'm work. against these people who will tell you that somebody sucks because they've been in a bunch of bad movies. Right. Well, look, they're working. Look, I, I, I no, a guy, is that a, it doesn't is that a matter. certain kind of celebrity, though? Wait, like, but, but, is there but, but, a, like, no, yeah. let, me, let me say something. Oh, let sure. me say that. Like, it, it is so hard to get anything made ever. Sure. Okay? Absolutely. Ever. So, like, if, it, here's what I will say. Even if, like, the most snarkiest, most independent, most alternative person saw that someone like uh, Patton Oswalt, who we all love, or someone like a David Cross, or someone like that, was able to get into some movie or a couple movies and things like that and so do a couple in, funny so things. So they're in fucking Marmaduke. We'll be psyched for them. You'll yeah. be like, hey, yeah, that's awesome. Now you have enough money to go do another project that you love. Now you now you have the kind of money, you know, David Cross, joke all you want about him being in the Alvin and the Chipmunks movie, but now he's got a chance to do a show on IFC and other stuff. And so now you're going, oh, okay, now we, he's got the room, the leeway, to make great decisions like this and make something like this, God bless it. Randy and I were in Wild Hogs. Wild <laughs> fucking wow, Hogs. Awesome. Yeah. Why were we in that movie? Because <laughs> we got a job. Someone, had, we had an audition. We booked it. We got a job. It actually wound up being really fun. And we got to be funny. We got to hang out with Ray Liotta. We got to meet William H. Macy, uh, Marissa Tomei. We got to spend time with uh, Stephen Tobolowsky, who's hilarious. I, the, uh, I, bet the, I bet the Crafty was good. Crafty, crafty was, was insane because Travolta, Travolta brought his own chef from home. We met Tri-tip Travolta. Tri-tip every day. Tri-tip every wow. day. Uh, it was, it no, was, and it was a great Breakfast, experience. lunch, and dinner. And, you know, you get a chance to see the way MC it's done. MC Ganey? Whatever. You get a chance to see the way it's done. So, I mean, look, we, we are in no position to, you know. Hey, guys. I was in all that, Steve. You were? Yeah. Nice. nice. Sure. Razzie award winning. So, you know what? All I'm right Steve. here with you. All yeah. about Steve. Fantastic. I, the truth is you go out there and you try to make – 
you know, if you're a creator, you keep trying to create stuff that you like and that you think is great on all levels, on all formats and all media. And then you take jobs because you get families and you have things you have to pay for sure. in your life. Yeah, you know, sometimes I I I, I get a little uh, I get a little showbiz grumpy. Someone's like, "No one wants to read my screenplay," or "No mm. one wants to have a meeting with me." And then I feel like I have to sit down and think to myself, "I'm like, you know what? Uh, Bob Odenkirk and Karen Kilgariff totally don't have shows on TV right now. <laughs> yeah. So maybe let's get them set up first, and then yeah. maybe somebody wants to take a, a meeting with Johnny Podcast." That's, that's, uh, so that's, yeah, so that's that is that kind of the thing is that it is super hard to get something made. So Jordan, have we have we talked about the fact that you changed your name to Johnny Podcast? Uh, no, I, I, you know, honestly, uh, I, I did it while drunk right. and on mushrooms. Right. I can't believe you legally went into a government office while being on mushrooms. It was actually, <laughs> yeah. you know, it was actually a SAG thing. So he, was he able to, it wasn't technically there a was already, office, it was the SAG <laughs> office. Right. There was already a Billy podcast, yeah. which I wanted to be. <laughs> right. <laughs> Johnny podcast. It reminds me of Johnny Quest. Remember that? I do. Yeah, Quest, sure. Quest, Quest was in his name. Mm-hmm. <laughs> in his name. In his name. It but, really described him. But seriously, I I want to make it absolutely clear. If anyone out there in the listening audience is against Luke Wilson, You're against, they're against you. They're against me. And granted, they were probably already against me. They've been right. listening to this podcast right. for quite some time. Thank you. You're an easy foil for anyone out there. Yeah. Do you guys so, have any any other uh, untouchable so, celebrities? Wait, wait a minute. You you have now in this podcast said that you appreciate Hanson. Yeah. And that you like. Well, you are not afraid to go out on the limb for things. Well, that's yeah. the new indie is to like things that are broader. Hey, try this on for size. I'm ready. Um, I am. I know that no one's going to be against me. You know why? In the past 10 days, I have saved not one, not two, but three doggies. Oh, wow. So wow. you're not going to get any flack from me. I have saved three dogs in 10 days. Well, Michael Vick will be against you. So, <laughs> so you will lose him. Certain because he death. also not a well, fan he, of Luke he, Wilson. Michael, Michael Vick thinks he's saving the dogs from a life of boredom. That's right. <laughs> By so forcing them into arena fighting, he's helping them get work. I, I feel <laughs> sure. like I feel like an imp- uh, an important part of my transformation from uh, young man into dad man mm-hmm. uh, is, is the cardigan is sweater. My, well, the cardigan sweater so, helps. You, you kind of jumped. You jumped over dad and went straight to grandpa. <laughs> yeah, that, um, it's pronounced dadman. Is how dadman how emotionally connected I have become to a dog on the side of the road. I love it. I can't. I. I and Not enough is said about this. My our good friend Eric Friedman, his wife Katya, is a huge, huge proponent of helping save dogs and helping find. Yeah, them she has a business. Stuff. She, she, yeah, she, she like saves dogs and and it's helps a, people it's pick a up dogs. wonderful thing. You know, it's like they take these dogs in the shelters and they look all mean and ugly and everything. She goes into the shelters, puts like a feather boa around the dog and takes the <laughs> dog outside by a tree and tries to shoot a picture that's actually right. makes the dog look cute. So then online, someone will want to adopt the yeah. dog because I've, they, I've been uh, doing a lot of animal shelter browsing lately myself and uh, uh, yeah the uh, the photography around animal shelters is already always horrible and makes the animal look like it's mean. Uh, haunted haunted it's and like a, 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 it makes the animal <laughs> look like it's trying on a dress at the dress barn <laughs> sure yeah the lighting in there is terrible people oh but anyway I just want to talk about what a great guy I am you are a great guy. You are. You do help. Thanks, sure. guys. Thanks. You, hey, you guys are great guys, too. Thank you. You guys, no. I you would know, say this, this you guys are radio. the Luke Wilson of uh, twin comedians. Thanks. Are we the Luke mm. and Owen Wilson of, wait a minute, a brother go that. He's like, I wouldn't go that far. You're, you're more an Andrew and fourth Wilson. 
Sure. Is there another? There's another Wilson. I think there may be one. It's kind of like what we call a floating Wilson. It's like Cooper Manning. Did you know? (laughs) Did you know that Wes Anderson at one point lived with the Wilsons? Sure. Sure. That's amazing, right? How do they? How do they swing that? It makes sense. Everyone was always wearing magic. I think they were all wearing yachting outfits all the time. They were listening to a lot of Vampire Weekend. They were entire time. I have to admit, I know that a lot of people did not like the movie uh, Life Aquatic with Steve Sisu. Uh huh. I. Didn't watch it when it came out in the movie theater, but like had some time. This was after it had come out and saw it on cable. And I just kind of fell in love with the universe that he created. There was like one tracking shot where Bill Murray kind of walks through the submarine and the world they created in the submarine, all the shit that they had in there. I was like, I love, I love this. That it's almost like, you know, in the Sopranos, Gandolfini's breathing was its own character. The, everything that the world that he created was, in fact, its own character and perhaps one of my favorite characters in any movie. You know what I like about a Wes Anderson movie? And I'm going to go ahead and stand up for Wes Anderson here, too. I mean, I, I, my favorite Wes Anderson movie is Rushmore, just like everybody else is. And I think the other ones probably aren't as good as Rushmore. But um, I don't know. I, I, you know. OK, well, but, some, but people, some people will say a bottle rocket or a Tenenbaums, depending sure. on how, you, how your tastes run. But, sure. Um, uh, I will say that my favorite thing about Wes Anderson is there are other people who make movies that are maybe that the criticism of them might be that they're too cute for their own good. Mm -hmm. Um, but what I like about a Wes Anderson movie is, uh, when something, uh, funny, like a joke happens in a Wes Anderson movie, it's an actual joke that's funny. Right. Uh, whereas in the other cute movies, it's just a cute thing. Right. right. Uh, and I would say this about him. I, agree. I, go, I totally agree. I would that. go further. I think it's so hard to having made some things so hard to put your stamp of your voice on a piece of film or whatever it may be. But like through all of those movies, while they're about different things, you know, if I were to just throw up a Wes Anderson scene that didn't have like people that you recognize, you would know that that was a Wes Anderson scene by the way it's shot, by the time he spends with each the person, fonts. the coverage, the fonts, everything. So much so that he could do an animated movie, The Fantastic Mr. Fox, and that had Wes An- obviously Wes right. Anderson qualities to it, and it was like a weird animation movie. So I think it's really hard to get your voice to come out in that way, and when it is something that's cool, you got to give credit that it comes through on every single movie he does. I, I found, like, w- with Steve Zissou, which I found probably the least emotionally satisfying of his films, um, uh, I, I was, I found that I, I was, I, I, as long as I was okay with the fact that I wasn't going to find it quite as emotionally satisfying as some of his other movies, uh, I thought it was hilarious. Mm-hmm. Uh, I thought it had a lot yeah. of great jokes in it. Sure, great and concept, also too. I liked all the rest of the stuff about it. Yes, sure. uh, except that it wasn't a perfect. It didn't, you know, uh, grab you by the balls. And- exactly. Well, that, that's the thing. I, I I feel like people when they make stuff, you kind of have to have some luck. I mean, Woody Allen says this a lot in what what he talks about is like. He sets out to do Annie Hall every time. I mean, really, they try to. And Annie Hall, if you remember, was a different movie. They, yeah. they The editor really sort of moved things around, played with the, the timeline, and then it became a brilliant movie. Now, there were pieces yeah, of brilliance If that in editor it. had worked on Curse of the Jade Scorpion. Maybe. <laughs> there you go. That's right. But I, I, what I'm saying is that— I the, didn't know that about Annie Hall. Was it maybe not, was it not in his hands in the post-production to, process? No, no. When it came to the editor, it was a different type wow. of movie. And then he, the editor, sort of made some suggestions and moved some things around. Something they around. They reshot some stuff. They did some animated things. And they said, well, let's make this about a guy sifting through the pieces of the past of the relationship. And that editor and it, was Brett Ratner. Yeah, exactly. And he was, he was in love with Serena Williams. No, but was I, six years old. But 
but I <laughs> but I do think that it's like you're kind of like it is like getting lucky. You know, you you hit on something, it just works. That also works with what you're creating. The performances work. Like everything kind of has to align for a moment for something to be like amazing and then also popular. That's yeah, what I think I don't know. We'll be back in just a second with more Jordan Jesse Go. It's Jordan Jesse Go. I'm Jesse Thorne, America's radio sweetheart. Jordan Morris, boy detective. Randy Sklar, Hanson Camp aficionado. Jason Sklar, Hanson Camp enthusiast. There's Good. a difference there. There's a slight one person is a little more difference. enthusiastic. Well, yeah, yeah. I think uh, uh, you're actually one critical. Is, of one is discerning. Camp, sure. I, yeah, one is discerning. I am not. A, I am not afraid to point out the fallacies of the camp. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Whereas I am just really thrilled. Just straight up, you're straight like up. a you're like a college religion teacher. Look, you're like a, like a Bible as I lo- literature. I love teacher. the Hanson camp, but it's a tough life. I think you sure. would say that like a, a night train swilling homeless man is a wine enthusiast. <laughs> yeah, sure. <laughs> But uh, whereas uh, Tom Frazier Crane type is a wine aficionado, Tom Likas is a wine aficionado, and also a child molester, and also a child molester. So there you go. Um, Okay, so we have two important things that I feel like we need to talk about. Um, The first is something that came in the mail for me a couple days ago. Now I get one of the great joys of being a public radio host mm-hmm. is, is being get... able to afford your subscription to hustler magazine <laughs> right. we no, know we've heard about one, it number well one specifically <laughs> british hustler that's oh, right yeah which again it's all, um, it's all teeth he looks I, that magazine like north and south. that's right keep them pallid uh-huh. um <laughs> keep them very milky white <laughs> yeah nearly <laughs> translucent is, uh-huh. how I, is how i literally like. want to be able to see internal organs right <laughs> um, the powder like issue. a shrimp I mean, like, like, the, a, like a deep sea you, creature. You look, you look at a British hustler magazine, and you're not saying, "Look at the tits on that one." You're like, "Look at the lungs." That's right. Yeah. The lungs are unbelievable. Not, not briny enough. I'd right. like to devein her and then have my way with her. Remarkably, some of them de-vein. have natural chemical you're lights sure. attached to their foreheads <laughs> for attracting krill. Um, okay, so I love to get packages, but there was this huge package on my doorstep the other day, and I had no idea what it was going to be. And um, that is unusual, obviously. When sure. I get packages that I don't know what it's going to be, it's usually a book that I don't want. Mm-hmm. Perfect. Um, pair you of know, socks. Exactly. No, well, it's not a pair of socks. Nobody, no sock people are trying to get, get, their, get their sock people placed on uh, The Sound of Young America. Okay, got it. Uh, <laughs> as important as public radio is to the sock industry, <laughs> you're mostly, they're mostly targeting they, your wait, wait, the don't two, tell me. The two go hand in foot. <laughs> no. <Nah. laughs> oh, God. Jesus. Um, uh, you know, at the end of the day, they can't all be as funny as that Camp Hansen crack earlier. It's, that was Randy. that was a go to break. That was a go to break. Um, or no, it wasn't. Uh, this guy, in, this guy who I will say, who I will say, is named Aaron G. Um, sent me this package. His um, uh, his name on our forum is uh, uh, Suffer Not Injustice. Which I can only presume is an allusion to something I'm not aware of, or maybe it's just because the first the first thing he signed up for, first message board he signed up for when he was 15 was a Nader message board, mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. then he's like, well, I want to keep using the same one so I don't have to remember a bunch. Logistically, of it's well, no, hard. he wanted suffer injustice, but that was taken. So he had to go <laughs> suffer not, not for not. He right. had to switch it up. He, had to he really his did want, just to he, get a, just to get a screen name. He really wanted to suffer injustice, <laughs> right? 
But then he was like, and so now he has to explain it to a lot of people. Is like, I really do believe that we should suffer. Was it available? I he started with suffer with uh, justice for suffragettes. Yes, Um, that that was before there were message boards, so he had to hold on to it for a while. Sure, he had had it written on a sandwich board. Yeah, Yeah, at the time it was on a sandwich board. Right. Um, So I opened this package, Mm -hmm. and I find the contents. All, you know, so once in a while, our listeners are kind enough to send us something wild, just wild in the mail. You know, mm-hmm. once in a while, we'll get a painting that somebody made, or and it's always it's always you know really fun and and, and charming right. to uh, to get something like that. Um, our, our our listeners have a a, a a club where they occasionally send each other like uh, fun mystery care packages. Nice. So it's sort of like a ring of people who send each other. They just fill it with, you know, different candy and action figures or whatever. Kind of like a nice Taliban. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) That's really how I think of the entire MaximumFun.org organization. It's sort of like a friendly version of the the Taliban. Taliban. (laughs) Um, Again, like the Taliban, we don't don't believe in uh, music in public performance. Fine. And And like the Taliban, many of your listeners are hiding in caves. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But this is, without a doubt, the most remarkable amazing thing that I have ever received in the mail. We know, wait. British Hustler. <laughs> I'm going to give you guys you, you already... Sklar Brothers a little background. Um, I'm a big fan of a television program called The Antiques Roadshow. Sure. Love it. Uh, it's almost certainly my favorite uh, television program. Uh, well, I mean, my second favorite after 30 Rock. But I love to watch it every week. Is it the drama of how much everything is going to be worth? Oh, I, I, I love antiques and collectibles. Sure. I Great. love them. But that, moment, but that moment... Oh, it's very exciting. I love it because there's not the reaction. You know, like when <laughs> like when someone literally is like you you found this in your attic and it's worth like $75,000, invariably every time the person is like, "All right." It's like so low key. I'm like, are you kidding me? Great. Sometimes, sometimes somebody they will tell someone that it's worth three hundred dollars, and they'll be fucking blown. They'll away. be psyched. So excited. Are you kidding? Three hundred dollars. Three hundred dollars. On the Antiques Roadshow, there was a segment featuring uh, what uh, a creature that I call a power pig. Uh, that I've named Chompers. Mm-hmm. Um, this was a German pull toy from the early 20th century. <laughs> Which, again, um, sounds like something bizarrely sexual. Right. Mm. Um, and uh, it, it, was a, it was a children's toy. It was a toy pig. Uh, and one of its remarkable, most remarkable features, besides the fact that it was just wonderful and charming and delightful, was that when you pulled it, its mouth opened and closed, right. and it made an oink-like sound. Just like Stephen Hawking. <laughs> <laughs> something, uh, the sound was something like, <laughs> something like that. Sounded like a sheep, <laughs> even though it's a pig. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Um, and I've just fell in love with Chompers the Power Pig, and I announced it, it was valued at about, if I recall correctly, about $2,000. Wow. Um, because the goats were very popular, but pigs are much more rare. Mm-hmm. Um, and it That's also why had... The, why it, the Jews don't eat them. It had distinctive, <laughs> distinctive teeth, which is uh, why, how it got the name Chompers. Mm-hmm. There are those who have argued that it's like a terrifying nightmare, but I completely disagree. I think it's charming and delightful. That is the teeth of Jewish babies, right? We're establishing that word. Right. Okay. Sure. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Good, sure. good, good, good. I thought that went without saying. He looks, he looks like my English bulldog Virgil. So I mean, it's a, it's a it's a wonderful it's a wonderful pig, mm-hmm. and a lot of people said we should take up a collection to buy Jesse Chompers. Unbelievable! Now here's the thing: 
I would start crying. Here's the catch here. I was incredibly touched by that. Of course. But the difference between the appraisal morning show on FX TV made fresh daily mm-hmm. and the Antiques Roadshow is that the items on the Antiques Roadshow are not actually for sale. They're evaluating their value were they to be for sale. Right. But you can't just go to antiquesroadshow.org and buy, buy it for $2,000. That's right. You'd have to track down the person, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Right. That's just unworkable. Aaron G., a.k.a. Suffer Not Injustice, mm-hmm. decided to take things into his own hand. Mm. He built what may be the most amazing verisimilitudinous... Wow. Replica. Recreation of Chompers the Power Pig. This, this Chompers is named Chompers 2. Electric Boogaloo. Is life-size. Rolling to he save will break the, to save the rec center. Every detail on this thing is perfect. It's unbelievable. It's got teeth. He, made, he, he designed a, an instruction manual for it. It has a, a USB for voicing. He, it, it's, it is a, I cannot overemphasize how spectacular of a recreation of Chompers the Power Pig, Chompers 2 is. Um, it's down so, to the, the angle of his teeth. Wow, it's so close that the Jew hunter from Inglorious Bastards would never be able to pick it out. Yeah. No, I, I love exactly. it. I, I can't, this guy it is, is a genius. I can't believe he spent this much time on it. It's unbelievable. He made it. I think he, I, I think he, um, uh, you know, he had some help and encouragement from uh, other people on the Maximum Fun Boards. Amazing. But he is a, a gifted modeler, and he, sure. he claims a terrible mechanical engineer, but... He's certainly a better mechanical engineer than I will ever be. And it is a truly spectacular Chompers. Um, wow. So my, my thanks to Aaron. Uh, uh, it's really, really amazing. And I've been thinking about what, what I should do with this with Chompers. Um, and what I'm thinking is we have the Maximum Fun Drive is coming up in May. Sure. I'm going to try Chompers into the Maximum Fun Drive. No I don't way. know. You can't, you, can't have a, you can't have a sweepstakes. The sweepstakes, you... They're too complicated, too many legal. But mm-hmm. we're gonna, I'm going to find some way, since this is, this is the 10th anniversary of this, this is such a huge fun drive. We're doing the big monster marathon show on the May 28th. Um, I'm going to figure out a way to tie, to, to tie Chompers 2 into this because this is it's just too ama- – I feel like it's too amazing for me to – And then someone you know, can have this. It, Ch- Chompers yeah. 2 should be like the Stanley Cup. Yeah. It should travel oh, to like yeah. everyone's you drink house. Out of him. It should everyone's house, and they need to take pictures with them and, and Chompers, and it needs to go around, oh, and then that becomes goodness. its own. Which, mess. by the way, there delightful. was like a player last year who let their like two year old kid poop in the Stanley. <laughs> like people drink uh, out of that thing. There was like, I don't know. Well, like sat the kid on top of it. Yeah. Let, let the kid poop. Which I'll be honest with you, I've potty. Tra- I'm now potty training my second kid. Yeah. I did yeah. it once. It's like, and if you had had a Stanley Cup on hand, no, that's a dangerous. No, it's a dangerous precedent to set because there gets to a point where like the kid will only poop in a certain thing, and so yeah. like, what are you going to do if you don't win the Stanley Cup next year? You're like calling Venus Williams, going get the Wimbledon plate over here. Right. My kid's got to drop a deuce. <laughs> do this thing. At least a Bernay Brith Award. <laughs> at, le- right. at the very least. At the very very least. I- a Razzie. Sure, I, I really could not thank uh, I really could not thank Aaron G more, and uh, we're going to feature Chompers Two will certainly be featured in our marathon show on May twenty eighth. Um, this is going to be I mean this is something special. This is the most special thing that anyone has ever created for us here on Jordan Jesse Go. So our sincere and heartfelt thanks to Aaron and all the folks who supported him through this. I know there was a lot of Max Funsters involved and in keeping this project moving forward. So our, our sincere thanks. And speaking of sincere thanks, Jordan, mm-hmm. 
we had this thing going on on our show called the Hat Contest. Mm-hmm. Here's what it is. It's a contest uh, involving... The, the, there are multiple ways to win this contest. The primary way to win this contest is uh, that you put the most hats on your head. Um, I love it. Uh, but there's other ways to win this contest. This right, is, by Jay? the way, this is the by the way how Burning Man got started. It is, <laughs> it is literally. Um, sure. Next year it's going to be sex and lizard masks. Mm-hmm. That's the uh, next contest we're having. Fine with me. And, and uh, poetry slam. Jordan has <laughs> right. Jordan has been kind enough to take the time to review all the many entries that we've gotten. We've gotten hundreds of entries to the hat contest. Mm-hmm. Different pictures of people with different kinds of hats, uh, different combinations of hats, different piles it. of hats. Um, I don't know if we... I had hoped that someone would recreate the book Caps for Sale. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if anyone has. Uh, it might be hard to get that many monkeys. Sure. Um, but hell, Aaron built a chompers, so... Anything is anything possible. possible. Anything is possible. If you believe in dreams, and Hanson are on your side. That's right. Sure. Um, Jordan, you, you were the official adjudicator of the hat contest. How many total, how many total winners are, are we about to announce uh, here? We have one, two, three, four, five. We have six. Six, six winners. winners. And I want to say that uh, each of these winners will receive one item of their choice from the Max Fun Store. Wow. If, I, if I had a hat for each winner, I'd wear it on my head right now. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Six hats? Uh-huh. Are you crazy? No. We got, what do we got in the Max Fun Store? We got, we got uh, Rocket Chip uh, sweatshirts. We got Rocket Chip polo shirts. We got two different Jordan Jesse Go shirts. We got a Sound of Young America shirt. We got the Monsters of Podcasting poster. We got uh, the Coil and Sharp box set. Uh, I, I will literally, uh, this is from my own pocket, will buy you... Uh, any one item, these these winners, any one item from the Max Fund store. So what do we got, Jordan? So, uh, winner number one, Andrew Aha, for his a 1984 cap from the Olympics uh, that says, fuck Russia on the bill. <laughs> yes. So that wins the Jingoism Award. That's right. For Still best, relevant. Most jingoistic hat. Yes. It uh, comes, if you hold on to that thing, it comes back around. Uh-huh. Alicia Craven, who is a tutor at uh, the 826 uh, in Seattle. That's a, oh. a place for writing tutoring for oh, nice. kids. Yeah. Uh, she put a bunch of hats on the kids while they were reading. Uh, so she wins the Child Endangerment Award. Oh, congratulations, Alicia. Congratulations. It's basically saying fuck Russia to the kids. Sure. <laughs> uh, Vivi Riedler. Uh, made a hat. Why isn't she a reading teacher? <laughs> yeah, right. She's the readler. <laughs> I I should mention too. Uh, for for the benefit of the Squire Brothers, we did have two previous winners, both of whom uh, managed to find uh, 1989 National League champion San Francisco Giants hats. Uh, one of them won an autographed card from Rick Big Daddy Russell. Nice. Russell. One of them won from Don the Caveman Robinson. I love it. Don Robinson. Fantastic. Go oh. ahead, Jordan. If I was friends with Riedler, I'd be like all day long, Riedle me this. <laughs> 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 I believe she's Swedish. Uh-huh. Um, she made a hat. It's more of a headpiece. Uh, uh-huh. Here it is. Um, it is a the ghost from Pac-Man, a, a blue ghost. So after Pac-Man has had Eky, a power blinky pill, or nod. yeah, sure, uh, or Sue, or Clyde. and uh, uh, the it's like a hood that goes over the face. That's the mm-hmm. ghost, and then on the top of the head, uh, Pac-Man is eating the ghost. Uh, uh, so and there are two eyes kind of cut in the hood. Um, for the wearer, wow. Uh, this and that wins the. You guys fucking that's, this, don't you? Award. That's, <laughs> that's for people who. Uh, that's the award given to the best hat uh, that used people. for fucking. Sure. Right. 
It's I love it. Also given to the Ku Klux Klan last year. Right. <laughs> right. Uh, Patrick Stagman uh, rubber banded a note card to his head <laughs> and took a picture. Uh, so that wins, that wins the low. whatever award. Lo-fi, lo-fi. Lo-fi, sure. There you lo-fi, go. Lo-fi, best lo-fi. It wins the Guided by Voices Award. Uh, the White Stripes. Sure. The sure. Hats. Black Keys Award. The Moldy Peaches These Award. These are all examples. Um, more current, Harlem. Nice. Another nice. band. I do like that. Uh, I like them. Uh, so, and, and then for, so now we're getting into the most hats category. Okay, most hats category. Uh, Nick Pauluk. Um, did 51 hats. Holy shit. And what? made a video, a delightful video of it, nice. where the hats come off in reverse order and there's a nice, like, ragtime song playing. Oh, he made some, he didn't even, he, he initially entered with 30-something, didn't yes, he? Yes, and then uh, was forced to up his game to 51. Step your game Step up. Step your game up. And though the evidence is less uh, easy to confirm, I think he has been beaten, though, by Patrick Stagman, Oh, excuse me. That, uh, Patrick Stagman's the note card guy. He has mm-hmm. been beaten by Ed, Ezra Gumpel Jones with sixty. Is wow. Gumpel Jones a hyphenated? It last is hyphenated. Name? He is humble. Wow. <laughs> I love the weirdest we, name. We've come combined to, with we've the come, most ordinary. We've come to name. the point at which kids are now. We've got kids of hyphenated uh, parents that sure. are now winning hat contests. What does this world come Gumpel to? Gumpel Jones. This is truly, truly spectacular. Gumpel Jones is my favorite wizard from uh, Harry Potter. By the way. <laughs> Um, Jordan, are you gonna are you gonna post these up in the in the hat uh, contest? Yes, thread these on the will uh, these will all be online for oh. viewings. Oh, this is just spectacular! All those folks, what what I would ask is that you uh, uh, email me mm-hmm. uh, and tell me, give me your address and what item from the Max Fun Store you would like, and I will uh, have it sent to you from our friends at uh, Tapatico. Um, man, so you okay? Before we go, you guys are you guys are headed back out, right? Yeah, at the end of this month, we'll be in uh, San Francisco. Uh, oh. Actually, in uh, here's what we got. We got Denver on the 31st. Are you doing Comedians of Chelsea? Chelsea, Chelsea. And then with Santa with Rosa. Jim Kirkman, and then oh, Santa wow. Rosa on the 31st. And then we've got... Uh, are you doing like a Santa Rosa Civic Auditorium? Yes, yes we are. Sure. What, I don't know, whatever, whatever that Fargo, is. Wells Fargo Center or something like that. And then uh, we're going to be in New York over the summer uh, and uh, comics. And comics. We, we follow us on Twitter, uh, twitter.com slash Sklar Brothers. We write a lot of jokes. and We, we also have a lot of real jokes. a lot of shows. content. You guys have a contentful we Twitter do, feed. We exactly. Not just links to a blog. No, no, no. You're no, not no. linking to a blog. We're not linking to a blog. It's all, on, it's all in 140 characters. And we do try and... Uh, we Our goal is to try and get like 100,000 followers by the end of the year, which is a huge goal. But like we're at 31,000 right now. I so. think you can do it. I think yeah, it's maybe, doable. Maybe. It's doable. Um, I want to mention one more time. I, I think I alluded to this, but uh, the Maximum Fund Drive is coming up uh, starting May 13th. Uh, two weeks of uh, you guys uh, supporting our operation here. Um, and to uh, celebrate the Maximum Fund Drive, which is in itself celebrating 10 years of the Sound of Young America, Jordan, mm-hmm. where 10 years ago we started, uh, we started on KZSC in Santa Cruz, Jordan and I are doing a Jordan Jesse Go live from Meltdown Comics on Sunset Boulevard in, uh, right here in Los Angeles mm. uh, to the Internet uh, to all the people, uh, you know, all the ships at sea, mm-hmm. um, 49 countries and all the ships at sea, um, May 28th from 4 p.m. to midnight. We're going to do eight straight hours of Jordan Jesse Go. Um, given that I'm already sort of faint with hunger and a little bit confused uh, <laughs> at the end of this, you know, hour and 20 minutes mm-hmm. of programming that wait, we just did. Just wait. 
Oh, just wait until we get into hour six, hour seven. We're going to have a lot of oh, our yeah. favorite. By hour three, the racial slurs start coming. <laughs> get get food from the, Chiba. Uh, yeah. Get food from Chiba oh, across right? the street. Yeah, Chiba's good. We're, we're going to have a... They got that uh, expensive garlic bread. Oh, they do. They we're we're going to have a, a real blast. We'll, we'll be announcing all the ticket details and stuff if you, if you want to come in person, but we'll, you'll be able to watch on the internet, and uh, uh, we'll have lots of our favorite people. We haven't started booking them. Nobody knows what their schedule is like uh, two months in advance. Uh, but uh, we'll have lots of our favorite people. If you guys are in town, of course, we would love to have you. Of course, we'll sure. be there. Um, Boom. Uh, it's going to be a, it's going to be a lot of fun, and it's it's on the uh, maximumfun.org. Um, and I think that's all we got to say this week, right? Yeah, right. I'm still trying to figure out what the fuck's wrong with my CD player that we can't listen to calls. Uh, I have no idea, and I've been working so hard on MaxFunCon, I haven't had time to put it through its real diagnostic paces. But if you have a call, if you have a call for us, two zero six nine eight four. For fun, 206-984-4FUN. We are saving up the great calls for when we get this fucking thing working again. <laughs> uh, in the meantime, we'll see you at MaximumFun.org. And, of course, we want you to uh, uh, go online and check out our buddy Stop Podcasting Yourself. Uh, just search for Stop Podcasting Yourself in uh, your iTunes. And I say give them a, give them a listen. If you're, if you're ever going to give them a listen, you want to give them a listen to this one that uh, Jordan and Chris Fairbanks are on. Because mm-hmm. that's the most beloved member of Jordan Jesse Go, Jordan. Mm-hmm. And the most <laughs> beloved, Thanks for not saying Chris Fairbanks. <laughs> And Chris the most Fairbanks. beloved guest of Jordan Jesse yeah, sure. Go, Chris, Chris Fairbanks. Um, so there you go. Uh, so t- Twitter, the Squire Brothers. Uh, we'll see you on May 28th, and we'll be back next week with more of Jordan Jesse Go. Bye. <laughs>